Hi everyone, happy Friday. This is Reading Between the Legs. I'm Elizabeth and welcome to episode three. You guys, I am so excited to share that today's episode is sponsored, if you will, by Jeweled Riot, which if you aren't already following us on Instagram, go ahead and head on over there to rbtl.podcast on Instagram and check out our post. We are doing a giveaway right now with Jeweled Riot, which is a jewelry company owned by an incredible young woman who is not only passionate about women's health, but also women's rights. Her name is Kaya, and she has designed an exclusive set of jewelry for RBTL. So if you are interested in possibly getting that, go ahead and head on over to Instagram and enter into our giveaway. I just want to say thank you so much to Kaya and also Jeweled Riot for partnering with us for this episode, but also with our podcast in general because you guys, Kaya and I have been in the works of something really amazing, so you guys stay tuned for that as well. Hi everyone, happy Friday. I am so excited for the long weekend I don't know about you, but I am in some serious need of R&R, and I am going to be traveling back to Georgia to see family and friends, and I could not be more excited. But it is September now, cannot believe it, and for a lot of people, that means fall is starting to be around the corner. For me, personally, fall started in like the beginning of August, but I know that's pretty early for a lot of people. And anyways, since it's fall, everyone knows what comes back is pumpkin spice lattes. And I have to ask, are you a pumpkin spice latte person or are you a pumpkin cold foam cold brew person? Let me know on Instagram. But anyways, I was on Instagram today and I saw that Kotex, which is a tampon and pad brand, posted a picture that said pumpkin spice lattes can help ease period symptoms. And I was like, okay, tell me more. And so I was reading it and they were um, talking about how uh, pumpkin is beneficial as well as the uh, antioxidants that can be found in like pumpkin pie spice. And so I was instantly fascinated by this, but then started to think about just the idea of what we can do as women to put effort into our health. Um, both vaginal, reproductive, um, just women's health in general. And just like the things that we can do in our everyday to make, you know, progress towards just improving our wellness down there. And it's really just simple things, honestly. Um, I was reading on bedsider.org that a lot of people know this one, you know, cranberry juice, um, is really good for you. Now, not the cocktail, but the concentrate um, because it's loaded with um, acid compounds that fight off bad bacteria and it can also help prevent and relieve urinary tract infections. But again, you've got to go for the natural, which is really sour and bitter um, and not the sugar added ones like in the cocktail ones. Um, I personally drink cranberry juice um, before and on my period um, because for some reason I'm just really prone to irritation down there and often end up getting a UTI, but I have found that when I drink cranberry juice the week before and the week of my period, I feel a lot better. So I liked reading that and I felt like that was obviously right there. I was like, check, yep, done it, it works. Another one um, is yogurt. So uh, Greek yogurt uh, specifically has got a lot of natural uh, probiotics in it that are really good for balancing your pH levels. So I think it's the um, 
oh gosh, I can't even think of it now, but it's the really popular Greek yogurt brand and they make those little cups that you can take that even have fruit in them. And I mean, I think eating one of those a day or every other day is a great way to get that natural probiotic in. Um, if you're not already taking a probiotic, um, which I will talk about at the end of the episode um, when we talk about supplements, um, something that I was really shocked to read was good for you um, was sweet potatoes because I love sweet potatoes. I actually try to grab for sweet potato fries over regular fries. Um, But this one really intrigued me because sweet potatoes have vitamin A, which contribute to a healthy vaginal and uterine walls and help produce hormones that we need as females to stay vibrant and and energized. So I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I need to start eating more sweet potatoes. Um, One that I found to be amazing because I know a lot of us love our avocado toast is avocados as well as apples, flax seeds, um, and obviously water are really healthy for many reasons um, because they do have um, things in them that help you naturally stay lubricated down there. So that's really awesome, um, especially if you are sexually active and maybe notice some dryness. Um, definitely increase your avocados, apples, uh, water intake, and throw some flax seeds into your diet. Um, another one that I read and I was like, okay, yes, amazing was dark chocolate. Um, because when you're on your period and you're craving chocolate, knowing that I'm, you know, eating dark chocolate and it's helping me like is such a win-win. Um, but they did say that it's got to be the high flavonoid kind, um, because it has a great source of antioxidants and it says on here on bedsider.org. Okay. Quote them, not me, but that, uh, women who eat at least a square a day of dark chocolate report increased desire and better overall sexual function. Um, and then they also interviewed Bon, uh, bon Appetit and uh, they added chocolate is also rich in magnesium, which soothes nerves and uh, something else that boosts your libido and then uh, an amino acid as well that produces dopamine, which is your feel good chemical. So a lot of amazing things that I feel like you can just throw in your diet, you know, make little changes and it can help you to just have better wellness all like overall. Um, another thing is like there are different supplements that you can take. Um, vitamin C is really good for you. Um, that actually helps with your stamina and keeping your sex drive um, going because it removes um, any free radicals that disrupt normal sexual health, which I thought was awesome. Um, and if you're not possibly interested in taking vitamin C in like a capsule form or something, um, you can find it in guava, kiwi, oranges, green peppers. Um, so I was immediately putting that on my list. Um, another thing is folic acid or biotin, which most people I know take prenatals even when they're not pregnant to get these things. Um, but just taking folic acid by itself is really beneficial. Um, the brand Ollie, which is carried at Target, um, has its own supplement called Happy Hoo-Ha, uh, which supports vaginal health and pH balance. And um, there is also another brand. It's called Florigen. Um, and I get this off Amazon, um, but they have a regular probiotic and then they have a women's health probiotic. And this again is also just for helping to balance your pH and, um, just make sure that, you know, you're not getting yeast infections. It's just really good at, again, keeping your pH balanced, which I think is awesome. Um, in regards to 
your overall women's health and reproductive health. Um, there are some things that, you know, we as women have to manage and stay on top of. And two of those things that are the most um, imperative are um, cervical cancer prevention and ovarian cancer prevention. Um, this is why it's super important that you get your pap smear. Um, but there are three things um, that can be easily incorporated into your daily meals to help um, fight against uh, cancer and be a cancer prevention uh, plan for yourself. Um, and these three things are called flavonoids, folate, and carotenoids. Um, the flavonoids, I mentioned uh, dark chocolate is one of those, um, but also is going to be found in apples, asparagus, black beans, broccoli, brussels, sprouts, cabbage, uh, garlic, lettuce, um, soy, and spinach. Um, and then folate, which again, we did talk about, you can just take folic acid, um, but folate has been found to reduce the risk of cervical cancer, uh, specifically in women who have HPV, but also uh, improves overall uh, health within your cervix in general. Um, foods that are rich in folate, if you're not wanting to take it um, in a capsule form, are avocados, chickpeas, orange juice, and strawberries. So super easy things to just throw into your diet. Um, and then the third one, carotenoids. Um, this is a very valuable source of... Uh, of supplement that is found in vitamin A, which is mostly going to be in fruits, vegetables, and beans, um, but particularly in orange foods such as carrots, sweet potatoes, pumpkin, and squash. So when I read this and I read bedsider.org's information about, you know, these things that you can incorporate into your diet, I immediately was like, okay, I can make a smoothie like at least three times a week with a you know, ladder of these ingredients and check those boxes. I mean, you could take out of your um, flavonoids category, you know, you could do apples and, you know, cranberry juice and spinach if you're able to stomach spinach in a smoothie. And then for your folate, you could add strawberries and orange juice. And then your carotenoids, you could add um, carrots uh, into your smoothie. Um, I personally enjoy carrots in my smoothies. But anyways, I was just reading that and I was like, wow, like that's really easy for me to be able to just like throw everything in there. Um, but aside from those uh, three um, components and uh, beneficial chemical compounds, um, back to supplements again, you can take the probiotics. Um, there's also just vitamins like vitamin A, vitamin C, the various uh complexes of vitamin B and then folic acid as well and vitamin D and E are also going to be very beneficial. So I know this episode might sound a little more medical and um, not as personal as my other ones have, but when I was reading some of that information from Kotex, I just thought, wow, like I really want to make sure that I do an episode where I talk about vaginal health and how you can help it. Um, I also want to talk about some things that you can do that are not going to be good for your vaginal health. Um, at this point, I feel like we all should know by now that um, thongs, not the best option. <laughs> I mean, like if you're going to wear a thong because you're going to wear like um, something that's tighter and you maybe don't want to have any panty lines, um, I really would recommend at least wearing a panty liner. Um, 
especially if it's going to be worn for a longer period of time. I found that um, if I'm ever, you know, doing something in a longer activity and just to create, you know, make sure that there's not um, extra moisture down there or anything that, you know, you don't want to just be sitting in your own um, bodily fluids. It's never healthy. Um, But I bring a couple panty liners with me and whenever I go to the bathroom, I change it and put on a fresh one. That way I know that um, everything is fresh down there. And um, actually a little tip for all my ladies out there, if you're ever doing like your road tripping or you're flying or you're even going to like an amusement park or something where you're going to be doing like longer extended activity, I have found that my saving grace is to always pack like flushable wipes and panty liners. And when I go use the restroom, you know, I also will wipe with one of the flushable wipes just to make sure that I'm keeping the area clean. And then I will take, you know, switch out my panty liner. So it's like you're putting on a pair pair of fresh underwear every single time. Um, But that's just something that I have found that helps me to just keep a healthy down there. Um, Some women are more prone to yeast infections and things like that. Um, And I have a friend who um, struggled with this. And when I told her about, um, you know, switching out panty liners and making sure that she was wearing, you know, um, cotton underwear and, you know, underwear that wasn't tight and just stuff like that. um, It was a very just, you know, casual conversation. She did say that she noticed a huge difference. Um, I think also an issue was that she was not using the right products when she was showering, which is a huge part of vaginal health as well. Um, I fell victim, I will have to say, when I was in high school to the allure of Summer's Eve products and used like the Summer's Eve wash. I used the Summer's Eve wipes and I even dabbled a little in the Summer's Eve deodorant spray. (sighs) I know, it's terrible. And if you're listening to this and you still use these products, I mean, if they work for you or you've never had any issues, then if you and your doctor are square about that, then, you know, don't don't listen to me. But I really just don't think that any of those products are good for you. Um, the best thing that you can use for yourself is just like a natural like soap. So like I use Dove Scent Free for sensitive skin. Um, you never obviously should be washing the inside of your vagina, um, just the outside, uh, which, you know, your is your um, labia and then you can go down to where the skin is between your vag, your you know your vaginal area and your rectum. It's your perineum. And you everything is on the outside, friends. We're never we're never going on in the inside. Okay, so that is a great suggestion. Um, Vagisil, not not too sure. Um, I just really think that like we don't need to be adding too much down there. You know, our vaginas are naturally cleaning. They, the pH balance is, you know, natural and there are ways that we can encourage it to be healthy by just, you know, taking vitamins or like I mentioned earlier, things that you can add into your diet. But, um, those are just some things specifically that I did want to talk about, um, that are not so great for you. I think most of us by now have probably gotten the talk at some point about douching. Douching is really not beneficial for you, um, again, your vagina can regulate its pH by itself. So doing a good cleanse down there is not going to be um, the best for you. So 
those are just some things that we should not be doing. Um, another thing that I would like to speak against is sleeping in a tampon. Um, yeah, you can sleep in a tampon and it's like not, you know, it's not going to kill you, but, um, it really is just not the best because you don't really bleed that much when you are laying down. Um, I know obviously for some people it is different, um, but for the most of people, when you are sleeping and you're laying flat, you don't bleed enough to saturate a tampon. Um, and if you do, then again, if you and your doctor are square, keep doing what you're doing. But um, I was reading that, you know, your risk of TSS is greater when you wear the wrong absorbency for your flow. So if you are, you know, using a heavy absorbency form of uh, period product, like, uh, like let's say a plus tampon and you're not really bleeding that much. Um, it can increase your risk for TSS. So just keep that in mind. Um, I know that it might be comfortable to wear a tampon cause you don't want the feeling of a pad, but it really is good for you to just let that, you know, come out, let your vagina breathe. So that is also something that I want to talk about as not great for vaginal health. Um, and then uh, another thing is um, I know that sometimes things don't always go the way that we want them to down there, and they can be a little bit more dry. So um, lube is very condom. God, that was a good pun right there, y'all. Lube is very common. Um product to use, but there are certain lubes that we should not be using. So let's always make sure that we're reading the ingredients list. Um, we want a water-based lube. Okay. We don't want anything with fragrance. All right. And uh, I know that this is like kind of fun, but like there's, you know, the flavor ones, but like, let's try not to. Um, so again, we want to try to stick to water-based. Um, water-based is safe to use with latex, so that's good. You can use it with a condom, and um, that's really beneficial. Um, there are some lubes that have bases to them that um, can degrade the condom. So again, just be mindful of the ingredients in the lube. Um, but again, flavored lubes, gosh, I know that it might sound fun, but these contain sugar and that can cause yeast infections. Um, if you see a lube that contains glycerin, that can also trigger a yeast infection. And this is coming from the University of Texas at Austin, uh, University Health Services. So just some info right there for you on lube. Um, again, water-based, let's stay away from, um, glycerin flavored and any of that fun stuff, right? It should be simple. Um, so those are some don'ts for vaginal health. Um, but really I just wanted to kind of make an episode. Like I said, this is more so going to be just one of those episodes that is a reference point. And, you know, if you're ever looking for some insight on, 
what you could be doing to help out your health down there. Um, You've got a great list now. And I think that it's important that we do talk about this side of it as well because I know that um, oftentimes when you do see a doctor and there is some stuff that's not really going right, the quick answer is going to be like a medical response. Um, And I know there are some people that don't want to take medicine or maybe cannot opt for the medical suggestion based on, um, you know, maybe they can't pay for it or it's just not what they're wanting. So I think it's important to know what the alternatives are. Um, There's a lot of other holistic medicines that are out there um, that you can use as well as supplements in general to just promote um, women's health and uh, your reproductive health and vaginal health. So definitely look into those. But again, always make sure that you are doing your research. I know there are brands, obviously, of like essential oils like Young Living and doTERRA and stuff like that that have their own version of like PMS control and stuff like that. Um, Again, talk about it with your doctor. If you and your doctor are square, then, you know, go forward. But Make sure that you do consult with your doctor before taking any type of supplement or any type of product that's supposed to change or alter, you know, your regularity as far as your period or your period symptoms and stuff. Um, Just because, again, you can never be too confident in some of these products like, again, the Ollie supplements, the Happy Hoo-Ha Um, I would want an ingredient list on that, you know, so just make sure that you're reading through these things. I can say for certain that the Florigen probiotic is going to be pretty just across the board. It's, you know, live bacteria that is good for you and also promotes the flora in your vagina. So that's awesome. But anyways, I hope that this was not too boring because I know it was pretty straightforward, but I had a lot that I wanted to cover and wanted to make sure that I got it all out and that I used the resources necessary. Um, If you have any questions as far as vaginal health or anything that you may be experiencing and you want to talk about it, I would love to chat. Um, I had a friend recently reach out about something that she was experiencing and she wanted to know like, hey, like, am I the only one? And like, if I'm not, then like, what are other people doing, you know, to help with this? Um, and it was actually, um, about just, they were having, um, a lot of discharge and were wondering, you know, Hey, is this normal? Is it not, you know, what can I do to kind of help manage this? And I said, you know, again, I'm not a medical professional, but my advice would be to call your doctor and just, you know, say, Hey, I'm experiencing this. Do you think we could maybe do an exam? if they felt like it was necessary. Um, but I recommended, um, the panty liners and, you know, using the wipes if necessary to just to continually feel clean and stuff. But again, I know that that person's not the only one who experiences that. And they really felt like maybe they were, and they were like, am, is something wrong with me? Like, is that weird? And I was like, oh my gosh, no. Like, I've had, you know, I've gone through, you know, phases of life where, you know, it's changed and that was based off of diet and exercise and stuff. Like there's a lot of factors that can affect your um, vaginal health. So again, if you have any questions at all, if you're ever just wanting to talk or just make sure that you're not the only one, I can tell you that you're not, but please feel free to reach out through Instagram and 
if at any point, you know, you again do need help finding a doctor, I talked about this in episode two, let me know and I would love to try and connect you with a doctor in your area. Um, I've put up a website on our link tree, which is our in, is in our Instagram bio and it's got a website on there that can match you with a gynecologist in your area based off of your insurance as well as what you're looking for. So I thought that that might be helpful. But happy Friday, guys. Again, I know that this probably wasn't an episode that was expected, but after being on Instagram and again, some more conversations, I feel like a lot of these episodes come very naturally just based off of what my experiences have been like and my encounters have been like from the week. So this is Reading Between the Legs, a women's podcast about our health down there. And I hope that you all have a wonderful long weekend. And I will catch you guys on Sunday night, actually, on Instagram when we announce our giveaway winner. I hope you all have a wonderful long weekend. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon, guys. Bye.